Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Scott Hollister. Thanks for being on the show, Scott. Thanks, Whitney. Just a pleasure to be here. Yeah, honored to have you on the show. And I know I've seen your face all over the internet as well and your podcasts and different events. And unfortunately, we haven't got to meet directly, but I'm looking forward to this and learning more about you and getting to know you a little bit. But a little about Scott before he gives us some more details. He's a full-time real estate investor and agent, host of the Book Club Interview, combining two of his passions of reading and education. Host best-selling authors on his podcast discussing business, real estate, and life. So Scott, Thank you so much again for your time. Give us a little more than that about you know what your roles in real estate, what you're up to, and then let's dive in. Yeah, sounds good. So I was a Connecticut teacher for four years for leaving, I believe, two or three years ago. I think this will be my third year out of teaching and stepped into three roles. So direct lender, one of four, fix and flip capital. I am a licensed agent in Connecticut, kind of helping, you know, house hacking, you know, people that love that two to four unit, want to live in one, rent out the other units. And a third one is investor. What we're up to lately, just wrapped up a 64 acre subdivision in Connecticut that kind of took our uh, whole time and a scope of things. But my wife and I are going to build our dream home. I'm part of it and uh, keep a large chunk for our farm. So. Wow. That's exciting. So before the show, we were talking a little bit about you have this creative approach and I'd love to hear more about that. I'd love for you to dive into that a little bit because I think that could help the listener as well. Of course. I think it really started as a young age problem solver, just trying to figure out things. And then when I got up into becoming a teacher, we had a high ropes education course and we taught problem solving, goal setting. So it all kind of led up to where we are you know, today. And one of my first flips that I was doing and holding as a rental, I got stuck on the refinance and it was being too aggressive on my tax returns with previous rentals. And all of a sudden debt to income wasn't good to refi out. So being just a creative person, I ended up having to bring my girlfriend at the time on to boost debt to income. She got half the house. Luckily she's my wife today, all worked out. But my mother worked in lending for 30 years and the last seven, it was hard money. So I was able to broker for her, bring deals through, see what investors were purchasing, see their construction, scope of work. So being a contractor myself previously and swinging a hammer, I could understand the property, the scope of work, the contracting, and then the lending side. So I could have conversations with people and and talk about creative solutions. We have you thought about this. Have you thought about this? Because getting to the end of a deal and not being able to perform is the worst. So I try to think 10 steps down the line. What are we going to do? What are our backup options? And Are there ways that you could help us to think like that? You know, like think 10 steps down the line and have those backup options. Do you have any systems or maybe a system that you use that really helps you to lay those things out, you know, or so you're improving it every time? Yeah, I think it's more of sitting down. If you have a team or a partner, whoever you're talking about, you know, step one is obviously let's just throw ideas out. Let's not judge them. Let's just throw as many as we can on a piece of paper. And then the next step is, okay, let's sit down, really evaluate those. What are our top three to five? And then with that, let's take a step of, okay, which ideas do we want to execute? And then put those into effect, see if they work. If not, then you're going to take a step back and reevaluate and then look down that list again to see what you have. And that's kind of been my whole approach to trying anything in life, right? And I think the biggest thing that I still need work on is that reflection piece of really taking the time to 
see what worked, what didn't work. So we don't, you know, waste time and money to try to solve these. Yeah. So is there a way that you document that? Like you're figuring out what works, what doesn't work. That way you don't repeat, you know, things that don't work. Yeah. I'm a big fan of journaling. Learned that from Jim Rome, one of my favorite teachers of all time, even though I never got to personally sit in his classroom. I love just the reflection of what worked in the past and also trying to keep your main goal. Because if you're heading down the wrong path of, you know, maybe you want passive income, but you're doing some type of other thing that doesn't lead to that goal. It's kind of like a breaking system where like, okay, is this lining up to my one major thing? And then do my daily tasks kind of line up with that vision? So you have that one big thing in mind all the time and you're breaking it down all the way to just every day, those little tasks. Do you have a process for that? Because that's, it's so important. I think if you don't know where you're going or if you don't have, you know, that location out there, I mean, what map's going to take you there if you don't know where you're trying to get, you know, how did you do that? How did you set those goals and build up to that? The biggest thing for me was reading books. I love education. As soon as I stepped out of high school, for some reason, didn't like to read. Then once I got into college, still didn't like it too much. And then all of a sudden, last couple of years, just been devouring as many as I could. It's helped with the podcast of interviewing some of my favorite authors like Jay Papazan with The One Thing. That book does a phenomenal job of allowing you to focus and get clarity. And I've looked at some of the best books out there and taking the best from Compound Effect was another good one. And basically, it's what's your main goal? And then I like The 12 Week Year was another phenomenal book about breaking your year up into quarters. And that three months you're going to have that one major goal as well, but it leads into you know that yearly goal, let's say. And then you break it down to monthly, and then you break it down to weekly, and then it's your daily task. And you really want to focus on outcomes because you could have a task, but you can't complete that task. It's more of something specific. It's Let's just say I need to purchase a property in 90 days to give me $200 a month passive cash flow. Well, each day I should be looking at writing offers, something very specific. So it could be like, you know, execute three offers to a broker and that's just a task. But the outcome, we can't really solve day to day. And I think that was the biggest thing. Stepping into a full-time real estate investor is it's very hard to find success if you're not purchasing something. In, in my mind, it was. So just being successful, executing tasks daily, I think will help the long run. So how did you overcome that? Because I could relate to that too. It's like, it's hard to feel like you're being successful or you're experiencing success in the real estate investing business if you're not closing on something. You know, how did that change or maybe your mindset change around that? I think it's trusting the process and that's a very vague thing to say. I think we're always going to struggle with it, right? I mean, the deals we do take months and years to complete most of the time. So I think if you really reflect, and that goes back to reflection and and just understanding if you're doing the best you can that day, and really break it down to say, okay, I really only need to get three steps ahead or one step ahead. And I know that is part of the process to get there. I remember talking, you know, Gino about this at the end of the day, talk about your wins, you know, write down three wins and have a journal going. And so you can look back, you're like, okay, I didn't just sit around all week. I executed these three things daily. Okay. Now I feel a little better. You can take a breath, enjoy the weekends. Could you tell us about some daily tasks, a few that have been like instrumental to getting you uh, where you wanted to be? 
I used to be a health teacher. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, working on your health, you know, mental, spiritual, emotional, physical. I think if you have that life just gets so much better, you can start from a strength position. So, you know, getting up early, working on yourself before you go work on anything else. And that was another Jim Rome thing is you have to get yourself right. Because when you step out in the world, those businesses and everything else will just fall into place. The biggest things that have helped me is having that good morning routine, healthy breakfast, exercising, reading a book. When it's silent out, there's fewer distractions at you know five, six in the morning. And then once there's, you're going to sit down, evaluate your day, see what's on your task, and just pick three things that you've got to just attack. And then try to time block those things or protect them. You know, if you got to put the phone on silent, put it away, just aggressively go at it as much as you can. Because as you know, if we just constantly check email and things like that, we become reactive instead of proactive. So it's this endless cycle of trying to catch up and really focus on our goals. Yes. Email can just devour a day if you let it. It's amazing how that happens or that and social media, you know, or something like that that's not going to get you very far depending on how you're using it, you know, but uh, so no, that's interesting, like morning routine and, you know, that healthy breakfast. I I liked how you said, you know, starting from a strength position also focusing on your health. So you're starting from that strength position. And I mean, if you don't feel good, it's just going to be hard to perform at that level for one. And you're just not going to feel like pushing yourself. You know, you're going to feel like giving up easier too, if you're starting from an unhealthy position and, and not feeling good. But over your time now from like leaving the teaching position, was that a time of uncertainty, like leaving that full-time job, moving into real estate? Tell us about that. Absolutely. I think the biggest struggle for anybody is, well, how am I going to get that consistent income? Because you've been taught, you know, the paycheck's going to be there every two weeks. And the weird thing about being a salaried employee is for the most part, depending if you work really hard or don't work at all, odds are you're going to get a paycheck. That's a tough thing. And that's a tough comfort thing to leave. I got a little kick the pants to kind of get pushed to that next phase. And I'm lucky it was because I didn't have the kids and I wasn't married just yet. I got engaged just right after I left, probably about six months. So I had that responsibility after. But I think pushing yourself into a situation where you have no other way to succeed, it does amazing things because you won't know until you try something. And then you have to step back and and what's the worst that's going to happen? Do you really not have family or friends or someone you can crash on a couch with? If you have a mortgage, can you go crash in someone's house and rent out your house? So, you know, like you have to look at worst case scenarios and kind of talk yourself backward. You know, this is okay. Go ahead and do it. And it's going to be tough. The first six months, 12 months, two years, whatever it is, it's going to be trial and error, 100%. That's why I'm such a fan of passive income, diversified across multiple doors, multiple properties. If you can cover that monthly base, again, going back to a strength position, you're going to do so much better when it comes to being able to work for equity instead of cash flow now, you know, and that's where you really make your strides. Yeah, it's difficult. We're all taught to, you know, obviously go to school, get the good job and then just wait 20 to 30 years, right? For that special mm-hmm. retirement day. So you can go do whatever you want. Well, you know, during that time, you miss so much, but I appreciate that. Uh, it's neat that you were able to do that before you were married, because that definitely brings another aspect into that decision making, right? And children and, and those things. But yeah, congratulations to you for, for stepping out and making that happen. So what's been the hardest part of this real estate journey for you, Scott? I think it's the three-part series. It's either you have the time, the experience, or the money. And rarely do you have all three. So each deal presents its own unique opportunity. But if you can 
look outside yourself if you don't have the third thing. You know, what is the best way to get across that? And I think a deal comes up, let's say we're looking for capital, we might be a little bit short or, you know, we have the capital, but do we have the experience in that market or that type of heavy rehab? It's the knowledge to know and start working on it now before the deal's under contract and vice versa. Yeah, you got to have each of those three things, don't you? You know, do you have an example of maybe where, you know, you didn't have one of those things and how you overcome that? Yeah, our most recent deal, so that one in Connecticut, it was a, a seller finance transaction, perfect terms, everything. Two weeks in, sellers decided to back out of the contract. I said, whoa, 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 we'll take it down. Had to go hard with our deposit and had to close in 30 days. So I ended up taking it down with hard money with a little bit of private debt. And that it's about, it costs probably five times as much to get the deal done. But at the end of the day, is the deal still worth it? And, you know, making those sacrifices during that deal to keep that thing afloat and get it to the finish line. Yeah. So you were creative. You made it happen. Yep. A lot of phone calls. <laughs> yeah. What was instrumental there to making that happen? Was it like previous network? Was it somebody that you knew? Was it, you know, that could help? Or, you know, was it which element, the time, experience, money, you know, that was a big part of what you had to have there that maybe you had to reach out for? Yeah. We were a little bit short on the capital stack. And then right at the end, you know, things always happen the way they're supposed to. I think, just having the trust and coming apart as an expert in the industry will get you past the intro of here's who I am and I have to explain it to you. If someone really knows and sees you doing those deals and you're being consistent and you're doing what you say and following through, that's the biggest part. I think that's like step one, you know, bet your whole farm, bet everything you have on yourself first. And once you start proving that, then start to play with other people's capital. And that was a huge trust factor ended up being my father's best friend's wife who had the money in some account getting 2%. And I was like, you know what? I'll give you 10% fixed in your money. Just this is what the deal is. Do you trust it? Yep. And then before she said the check over, she's like, listen, I've got five grandchildren. This is their gift. And I say, and I love that because if I'm not willing to lose my capital, it's not just someone else. It's there's a reason typically behind each dollar. And, and that's what I try to keep in my fourth thought. Yeah, no pressure there. Uh, yeah, so, none. Yep. <laughs> Scott, what's a way that you have recently improved your business that we could apply to ours? Getting out of the home office. That's been the biggest one. Um, I was working with a business coach, Joe Duncan, before 5 a.m. Uh, he has a phenomenal Instagram page. Love it. And he was talking about how there's a separation if you're working in your home office and at the end of the day, you have things on your thought and you're just working. There's really no separation to come down and relax. And I think that was the biggest thing I was missing. So being able to step outside, get a physical office, something to go to, tremendously helped. And I think the next step for me is getting an assistant. And I've heard just phenomenal things about that as well. Yeah, we've done numerous shows about virtual assistants. I can't recommend doing that fast enough uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that's interesting. So, you mean having an office outside of your home, so that way you're like leaving the office. And now when you're, I guess, at home or you're with family, it's family time. Correct. Yeah, you're not still in the office mentally, I guess, as much. Um, yeah. And I can relate to that as well. I'd love to know, you're reading so many books now, right? And mm -hmm. you have the book club interview podcast. You know, I'd love to know your top book for just like personal development. Personal development. I think anything Jim Rome will start with your basic foundation of, you know, who you are, you know, what makes up your core, your morals, your beliefs, 
and those things. Because I think if you're a good person, that is just the good base. And I know that's another little vague statement, but if you know how to act and you know treat others like the golden rule, how you want to be treated, I think that's step one. Step two, coming up with those books for personal development, the quick ones that come off the top of my head are Agile Results. And that's a very phenomenal book in terms of not having a rigid daily plan because it's going to fail. You know, life happens, things get jostled around all the time. And I think that is a book that complements the one thing very well, which is more of like a rigid daily planner, but that is a phenomenal book to get you focused. So Compound Effect is another good one. And that's where the big three came from. If you can really understand, you know, what those big three tasks that lead into your weekly goals, that lead into your monthly goals, that lead into your quarterly goals, yearly goals. And that brings me into the 12 week years, which is that bringing it down into 12 week chunks. If you wrap those four up and you get a good daily planner and all a good daily planner is you start with your one main goal, your big three, and then your tasks that you have to complete. And then you wrap it up with some daily reflection or what to improve in. And that'll get you to where you need to go. It's just implementing those things and like we read those things, but actually implementing that and seeing some results. I know actually just starting a morning routine a few years ago was instrumental in me getting this ball rolling, you know, Mm -hmm. and doing larger properties and moving on. But what's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Education. Education and networking. I think going to events, you can see you as a person leaps and bounds. And then with technology, it makes it phenomenal to be able to connect with those people continuously. So I think if you know, you're reading the right books, you go into the right events, and then you're learning to execute on those things, that's that last final step that is one of the most difficult. And before we have to go, tell us how you like to give back, Scott. A couple of charities that I love, Hole in the Wall Gang Camp in Ashford, Connecticut, uh, Paul Newman's Camp, They do a phenomenal job, something to look up to. They're a great organization. The other one is Jamie's Run Connecticut for Children's Cancer Research. And those two are my phenomenal ones. I also love uh, Habitat for Humanity. That's another good program to give back as well. And it's always fun to swing a hammer. So it's a win-win. No matter what age you are, it's fun to swing a hammer, right? Yep, Yep. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and about your podcast as well. Yeah. So I host the book club interview where I host, you know, best-selling authors, business, real estate, and life that is on iTunes. Best way is probably either Facebook or LinkedIn, uh, Scott Hollister. And last one, I'd probably say website, davidwesleyrealestate.com. Yep. Those are the best ways. Awesome. All right, Scott. Thank you, Scott. Thanks, Whitney. I appreciate it. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.